0: There was a, welcome to church, there was, a, there was a man who was talking to God and he said, God, how long is a million years? And God answers, to me, it's about a minute. And God, he says, God, well, how much is a million dollars? And God said, well, to me, it's a penny. And he said, the guy said, well, God, may I have a penny? And God said, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 have you ever noticed how often God is late? I mean, ha- have you noticed how often you have to wait on God? You know, uh, the longer but the longer I follow Jesus, the more aware I am of the fact that God is on a different time schedule than I'm on, that He ha- that He operates by a different clock than than I operate by, because in my life God is regularly late. Um, so, but you know, I've learned that uh, to wait on God is a huge issue in our spiritual maturity, in our spiritual development, learning to, to wait on God is, uh, is part of our spiritual growth, and, and, and when we're doing God's will and we want to be in God's will, it includes understanding His timing and waiting on His timing in our life. You know, He has, a, he has an awesome plan for all of us, for every person in this room, for those watching online, uh, in the cafe or wherever, God has a wonderful plan for your life. He has a purpose for all of our lives. He has a purpose for Salem Fields Community Church, but he only reveals that purpose and that plan one step at a time. And when we follow God's plan, then God is glorified and we are fulfilled. And uh, however, if we don't learn to wait on God, we'll in- in, uh, automatically be following our own course and our own plan, and uh, that's not very wise. So, as a result, when we don't follow God's plan and wait on His timing, we end up confused, we end up dissatisfied, and we end up blaming God and others because we missed what God intended to give us or do through us. So, today I want to share with you four facts concerning God's timing in our life because all of us deal with waiting on God. So, God's timing, first of all, God's timing is sovereign. Now, the timing of God is sovereign. What does that mean? That means God is in total control. You know, some believe that God kind of created this earth and then he moved on and he's just waiting, but God is in control. He's in control of our lives. He's in control of everything. Ecclesiastes 3.1, the writer Solomon says, there is an appointed time for everything. Now, not most things. You know, we might think, well, God's got an appointed time for most things. No, not just things we want, but uh, all things. Not just happy things, not just positive things, but all things personally for you and for me. There's an appointed time in God's timetable for everything. Now, and if we can, if you and I can learn to live with that in mind, Uh, it'll make those times when we have uh, the sense that God hasn't answered our prayers, it'll make it a lot easier to deal with. You know, we we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray and we begin to think, God, do you even care, have you heard my prayers? uh, God, is there something I'm not doing right? And, And to realize that everything happens in God's time makes that time that we're waiting for God to answer our prayers, it makes it a lot easier to deal with. it. also, it'll make those dark places, those dark times that we go through, when we realize that God has a time for everything and appointed time for everything, it'll make those dark places uh, less dark. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. You know, every time I read that, it's just a part of me who wants to go, yikes. You know, nothing is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Now, all things are bared before his eyes means he has seen our past clearly. He has seen your past clearly, and he has seen mine, and he sees our future just as clearly. Nothing can be hidden from God. Now, he knows about everyone, everywhere, and everything uh, about us. Uh, is seen in His wide-open, all-seeing eyes. God sees all we do. God sees and hears all we think. That's scary. Even when we are unaware of God's presence, God is there. You see, even when we think He's not working on our behalf, He is working on our behalf. You know, it's comforting to realize that although God knows us intimately, He knows everything about us, He knows what we think, He knows where we've been, He knows where we're going, He knows everything about us, yet He still loves us. That's the amazing thing about God. Which leads me to Hebrews 4, 14-16, which says this, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us or with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Now let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now, in other words, we don't need to hesitate. When we approach God, I don't know about you, when I was growing up and I wanted to ask my dad or my mom this important thing, you know, like, can I use the car or can I go here? Can I do that? You know, I don't know about you, but I'd walk up to my dad and I'd open my mouth and nothing would come out. You know, that's how I do that. And I had this fear come over me. Because I, I didn't have confidence that my dad would hear me and understand me and, uh, and cooperate with what I was thinking. But to God, is not that way. The Bible says we can walk right up to God, the throne of grace and mercy. We can walk right up to God and we can have full confidence that he is able to sympathize, sympathize with us. And that we, when we go to God, we will see, receive mercy and grace. You see, because Jesus has more authority than the Jewish high priest, uh, because he is truly God and truly man, and and he's approachable. Unlike the high priest who could go before God only once a year, God is always at God's right hand. The Bible says that when Christ left this earth, he is seated at the right hand of God the Father, ever interceding on our behalf. So he's sitting right there. And he's having a conversation for God, and he's interceding on my behalf. He's talking to God about me. He's talking to God about you. And when I approach the throne of grace and mercy, it's like Jesus looks over at God and says, hey, I know him. I have a personal relationship with him. He has a personal relationship with me. And so Jesus is interceding on my behalf, right there on my behalf. And he's available to me 24-7. So what does this have to do with God's timing? Well it means I don't have to hesitate to approach God for he already knows what the coming year holds. You're not facing anything we're not facing anything in our life that God doesn't know about that God has, hasn't been filtered through God's plan for our lives. you know because he is God is sovereign and he knows what this year holds He knows what you've already gone through. He knows the trials and the problems that, you, that, uh, that we go through. So the Bible says let's just come to him because he can relate to us. He understands us. You see, another way to, to word that part of the verse that says in our time of need. You know, we come to that point where we have a time of need. It, it, another way to say that is God is always there just in the nick of time. You know, we got this problem in our life, and, 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 and we think, God, you got to come right now, come right now, because right now, God, you need to come, and God wants to do a whole, 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 whole lot in our life before that nick of time, because God knows right in the nick of time when you need him to come through. I think He should come through here. But God wants me to go through this and learn this and learn to be obedient and do whatever God wants me to do, and then, boom, just in the nick of time, God comes through. He comes through. You know, I, I've learned and I've said this many times that, that God has seldom early, but he's never late. Now, those of you who have been following Jesus for a while, you can testify that. How many times in your life have you been facing a seemingly impossible situation and boom, God intervened in the nick of time? Raise your hand. If you've ever been in that situation and boom, God came through right in the nick of time. I feel like somebody all just tell us the time that happened, but that will mess everything up. Because there would be no mics, there would be no, you know, anyway. But somebody could say it if you want. Joe, when's that time God just came through for you and and just, uh, nick of time? time? Just, tell, just tell me one, I'll repeat. I'll be your translator. I mean, pull me out of the pit of destruction in my life before it was too late. So, right in the nick of time, you were just going down and God arrived just in the nick of time. Yeah, I'll, I'll only do that to him because I'm training him. <laughs> so, God's timing is sovereign. The next time uh, is the fact. The next fact is about God's timing. Is God's timing is sufficient? You know, have you ever been in one of those places in life where you felt trapped, like there was no way out? if you took a, if you look at, if that's you, if you look at Ecclesiastes, the second part of that verse, it says, and there is a season for every activity under heaven. There's an appointed time, and there's a season. In other words, Solomon's point in this section is that God has a plan for each of us, as I said earlier, and thus he provides the cycles of life, the seasons of life, in which it works for us to do. You see... Although we face problems and we go through these difficult times and they seem to contradict God's plans, but these should not be obstacles to believing Him, but rather opportunities for us to learn and discover that without God, without God, life's problems have no lasting solutions. You see, God's timing is always sufficient. You may be in a place right now in your life where you're wondering if God, are you ever going to show up I mean, God, I really need your help. My marriage is in jeopardy. My marriage just stinks. It's on the rocks. And God, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. God, are you ever going to come through for me? And we wonder, God, I, I thought that you—that marriage was your idea and you hated divorce, but God, it seems like the only way, and I've done all I can. And, or maybe you're, you're really going through a health problem, and, and you just think you've been to doctor after doctor after doctor, and, and you've been praying and praying and praying, and it just seems like there's just not much hope. Or maybe you're broke, and, and you're going to lose your house. Or maybe you've lost your house and you're wondering, God, when are we going to find a place? When are you going to come through? Or, or maybe you need a job. Or maybe you're waiting to get married. Well, the best thing I tell you is just keep waiting because that's the right place to be. Just wait. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just thought somebody might need that this morning. It wasn't even something I was thinking about. But you know, God has a time. He has a, a, a place. You see a time and place i can't promise you that god's going to answer your prayer the way you want it want him to but here's what i can promise you that you'll make it through if you will hold fast to him you'll make it through and god will come through in the nick of time and he'll provide exactly what you need at the right time god will supply his his he will supply what you need right on time his his timing is sufficient it may not be what we want but exactly what we need, and it's sufficient to meet all of our needs. The Bible says it. I mean, it talks about if there's a time for every activity under heaven. Well, what does that include? Every activity. What does that include? Every activity. That means God. It includes everything. You see, God has a time for everything, and He's going to take care of you in everything. He's going to be with you in everything, and, when, and His timing is going to be sufficient. It's going to be right on time. It's going to, he's going to be with you in everything, not just 99% of everything, but 100% of everything. This verse speaks directly to every believer that's in this room this morning. It speaks to you. It speaks to everyone online. You see, for me, this verse speaks to me about me. It speaks to me about me and my leadership at Salem Fields Community Church. It speaks to me uh, about the senior care facility. You know, back in 1999, I've said this to you earlier, that that God gave a vision. Uh, He gave us this property in 1996-ish, and he gave us 77 acres of uh, property. And we began to pray, God, what do you want to do in and through us and through our church? And God, why did you put us here in this community? And I pulled out an old sermon that was written in 1999 that I preached before I really knew how to preach. And I'm still learning how to preach. And I was preaching on how to make your dreams come true. And, you, and and one of the things that that I learned about dreams, you got to make them public. And so, so here it is. I made it public. I wrote it all out. I said, "Here's a dream that God has for Salem Fields Community Church." And and, and 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 as I look back on that, and I see some of the things that that God has come through on, and I look in there, and it says that we want to build a. Senior facility, senior care facility to meet the needs of the elderly generation. And, and we had this thought and prayer and thinking that. I was thinking, man, we can reach people from birth to death. And that God has called us to do that. And, and 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 so man, God gave the vision and I mean I just jumped right on that thing. I said we're going to do this. And I started going out and I was looking at senior care facilities. I went to the Methodist Church who do, who do it well. I went through these facilities and I talked to people that them, and I was talking about how much money to be and I was talking about all this stuff and man we're going to do it and I couldn't make anything happen. It just, boom, it just stopped. Nothing, Nothing happened and and you, you see, I'm the kind of person that that's always wanted to charge right just charge head first right away into every situation, every dream that God's given without waiting on God. I mean I, I see a lot of things that I want to accomplish for God. And, and I have spoke a lot of things that I want to accomplish for God. And, and I look at this church and I see a lot of things that God could do and what's to accomplish through us and, and what we could be and the force that we could be and how many people we could reach and ministries we could do and things we could do. And man, I, I just charge right ahead. And I want to get things done without waiting on God. And people say, well, I thought we were going to do this and I thought we were going to do that. And I'm saying, you know, I've tried that. I've done that. That's the way I've lived most of my ministry is just charging head first rather than waiting on God's timing. Rather than waiting on God. You see, I read this scripture and God says, I've got a season. I've got a season for every activity under heaven. And God taught me a few years back, buddy, chill out. Just chill. You know, you just you just work on your relationship with me. You just continue to focus. You see, when God gave a vision for this place, one of the things he was speaking to me about is, buddy, you gotta grow spiritually. You you've gotta you've gotta grow in the seasons and you've got to grow spiritually with this church. And but I just charged right ahead to the things I could do and things I could see and things I could put my hands on. But I've learned that, buddy, you just gotta chill out. I mean, in this season of our church right now, the hardest thing for me to do is chill out. Because I want to do something, man. I want to make something happen. I mean, I I just feel like i got to do this, i got to do that. I mean, God, you spoke to us about this. I mean, that's good. God's saying, buddy, just learn to chill out and build your relationship with me right now. Be obedient and grow. And in seasons, these things will happen. And thus, 15 years later, we're voting today on a senior care facility that I thought was dead in the water. You see, because it didn't happen on my time. I mean, I honestly have had people leave the church because we, we talk about vision and we don't, and it doesn't happen in the time that people think it's happening. They think we're not doing nothing and thinking, well, I'm you know, we didn't tell them the truth or something. But see, God has a plan for us to follow And things that God wanted to happen in my life and in Gay's life and in our marriage, in our home, in the church. You know, God had a lot of things that He wanted to happen before it was time for us to do this facility. You know, I'm almost at retirement time. Maybe that's it. (laughs) You know, who knows? But there's an appointed time. You see, what God is trying to tell us. What, what is God trying to tell you in this scripture today? I know what he 's talked to me about in the past and even as I was preparing but I just chill out this church is church this church is my church and I will grow my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it you don 't know how difficult that's that sermon that passage is for me just to wait and trust that God says he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And I don't know what it is that God might be speaking to you in your life about today. Or maybe for you it's the opposite. Maybe there's some things that, that maybe God's trying to say to you, and, you don't, and, and maybe he's saying, don't just stand there, do something. You see, for some of you, you've been waiting for your ship to come in, and maybe it's already come in and left. But there is a, God's timing is sufficient, and it's right on time. The third biblical fact, considering God's timing, is God's timing is seasonal. Ecclesiastes 3, 2 through 8 is the, is the heart of chapter 3. I mean, it's the meat of that chapter. And let's just read through it together. It says, there is a time. There's a time to be born and a time to die. He used this a funeral the other day. I can't read it without thinking of the seven-year-old girl that drowned and her mother. We need to keep that family in our prayers, church. They really desperately need prayer. And a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace you see these verses these verses speak of god's timing you see, there's a time for birth and death, a time for killing killing and healing, a time for tearing down and building up, a time for weeping and laughing, mourning and dancing, scattering and gathering, embracing and reframing, searching and giving up, keeping and throwing away, tearing and mending, silence and speaking, love and hating, war and peace. You see the pattern there? There's a pattern. You see, God, God, God is a God of order. God's not a, a God of chaos. You see, all these seasons that Ecclesiastes described, they are the opposite, but they're also seasonal. You see, this this isn't just talking about picking up stones and throwing them back. This passage is describing the different seasons of life. And life comes in seasons. It's not just one long, boring grind. You see, there are seasons of work, and there are seasons of rest. There are seeds, seasons of, of loss, and there are seasons of refreshing and new, renewal. There are seasons of planning and there are seasons of harvesting. You see, the key to really getting in this full life and enjoying this full life that God has for us and, and finding and discovering His plan for your life is to get on board with what God is doing in your life right now. What's He doing in your life right now? What's He saying to you right now? What's God speaking to you about right now? You see, God gave us a vision for this senior care facility, and we went through 15 years of waiting. And now God is saying it's a season to move forward. Now's the time. Why? I don't have a clue why. For me, it was dead. For me, it was that, you know, for me, I did, lost sight of it. But now God has brought it back. Like Ecclesiastes saying, there's only a a period of time, you know, there's a season of time in which I'm going to be doing this in your life, and there's only a season of time that I'm going to be doing this particular thing right now in your church, and, and then I'm moving on. That's what I see in these passages. That's why it's so important for us to know God's timing so we can begin to learn about the ebb and the flow of God's timing, and it keeps the stress down, it keeps the depression out of our life because we begin to learn this is only a season, this is only a time. And God wants to do something in my life during this time of waiting. That's not it's not wasted time. It's an ebb and flow. It's that way in your life, and that's, it's that way in the life of the church as well. And I'm thinking right now, is that time at Salem Field, is that time of renewal, that time where we just need to, we need to pray and grow and seek God and, 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 and just see what God is going to do in our life. Matter of fact, we, you know, we've scheduled some things in this coming fall and this coming year that, that we believe God's calling us to do, and next year just, just go in this time of renewal and, as a body of Christ. And right now, God is giving us an opportunity today to fulfill part of his dream for the 77 acres of property. You see, we don't have 77 acres of property out there just to have a big piece of property. God gave us that property to use in creative ways to reach this community. There is ways, folks, that we've got to stop thinking that the only way we can reach people is to get them in church. Because people are not coming to church like they used to come to church. Oh yeah, those of us who grew up in the church... Are going to church. But it's getting harder and harder to reach people through church. And so we got to think of creative ways. You know, a good friend of mine, 91 years old, lives in an assisted living facility up in Stafford County. He says, I cannot believe the number of people my age that do not know about Jesus. He says, buddy, if I don't talk to them, they're going to die and go to hell. And God gave us this 77 acres of property not to mow. (laughs) That's why we want to build buildings so we don't have to pay somebody to mow anymore. (laughs) But he gave us to use it to reach our community for Christ. And we can't dictate to God how that might be. You see, it's just like in our lives, if we're not living in His timing, if we're not ready to grab hold of this wave that God brings in our life when it comes in, it's going to go right back out and we will have missed it for a season. If we're not willing to change when God says change, then He's going to move, He's going to... And, and, and it's going to be another season, and for the church, he's going to move, and he'll find a church and a people that will be willing to care for the needs of an older generation that has been taken for granted to the church for years. I can remember just a few short years ago, I'm over to the food line, and I'm in line. And don't ever get behind me in the line, because it's always the longest line, I can promise you. It can have two people in it, and I'm going to be the last one out of the grocery store for the evening. But there was this older guy, he must have been, I don't know, he was old. I'm old too, but I'm not saying he was old. And man, he got mad and he started cussing and using language. And I'm thinking, the Lord just hit me right in the head and said, Buddy, don't give up on this generation. They need Jesus. And we have that opportunity. And I'm not trying to convince anybody. I just want you to know how God works. And this is the best example I could give. You see, if we're willing, if we're not willing to change, when God says change, then God's gonna find a church and a people that's willing, because that's God's plan. You see, we're called to reach all people of all ages, of every skin color and every nationality. I can think back to the days of this church, and I can remember certain people saying, uh, "Major." church leaders saying you got to pick a target you got to pick this person of a certain age and this person of a certain nationality a certain color and a certain uh social and economic standing and that's the people you got to focus on and i said i can't do that because god has called us to reach all people all people there's no one that's not important and this is our season this is our season to reach an older generation And, and it And God, just this past week, I mean, there's something else. You know, God just continues to amaze me. You know what, this is our season to reach older generation to help them die or to live with dignity and die knowing their life stood for something. That's what sold me on this place. They said they didn't want people to, they wanted people's these last years to be the best years of their life. You know, my parents are 83 and they're just, they don't they've just basically settled in and it could be the best years of their life you see we believe that's why he's entrusted us with this property you see when god sees the right time and the right people he's going to make it happen what he wants to happen and gay and i and the leadership board we've done due diligence and you elected them and they believe this is the season he wants to give us a senior care facility and we, we came together unanimously. And if we're not willing to grab hold of that, that's what we, then he'll move on. Just as it is in your life, you've got to be willing to, to move when God says move and be still when God says be still. And I can tell you it's hard for me to be still. And the last fact of God's timing is God's timing is surprising. It'll surprise you. You see, we're not always ready for it. You know, the darndest thing about me, and I, I bet there's a couple of you that way, you know, you'll pray, 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 and it happens and you're surprised. <laughs> and say, oh, God, I didn't know. <laughs> and we're not always ready for it because we just pray to, you know, I don't know why we pray sometimes and we don't really believe it. But, you know, we can usually think of a thousand reasons, though, when it happens why we're not ready to do what God wants us to do. I mean, I can make all kinds of excuses why it's not the right time. But if you look at verse 2 through 8, one of the things that we can see is God's ways are higher higher than our ways, and His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. And, and, And about the time that we think we've got it figured out, bam, God messes us up. He surprises us. But when you think about it, it's arrogant for me to ever think that I know God's ways. You see, just when we think we know God's will, he surprises us in ways that I never thought of, uh, thought of or thought possible. You know, again, just as he's done with this senior care deal. He I mean, a surprise phone call 15 years later when it wasn't even on my mind. Give it up, dead in the water. 15 years later, sitting in my office, I get a call. Marie says, or uh, Alicia says, buddy, you got a call from Dreamfire Legacy. Well, I had no idea. I thought, well, goodness, they're going to try to sell me some curriculum. So I took the call, and I, sometimes I don't even take those calls. I say, just tell them that we're not interested. But I took that call, and he said, buddy, I went to a church in Williamsburg, and they gave me the church, name of Salem Fields Community Church and said that you guys might be interested in partnering with us to do a faith-based senior care facility. And I'm going, whoa. And I said to myself, that's dead. You know, it's not the right time. Surprise me you know just out of the clear blue bam god is ready for us to move see works in ways that i thought were not workable i never imagined that god would make a way for us to have a senior care facility that he has given us vision for and that would happen without the risk of borrowing 18 million dollars thank god i don't have to sign that thing I thought I was going to die when we signed this thing for this building out here. I so, oh Lord, kill me tonight. Please don't let me wake up in the morning if you don't want this building built. We don't have to sign for it. You know, we don't have to hire the architects, Oh, interview them. We don't have to find builders or operators or so on and so on. So Gay and I and the leadership board, we couldn't be more convinced in our spirits that this is His will for our church and for our community and for that generation at this time. That's why... I'm not God. Aren't you glad I'm not God? Well, y'all can laugh about it, but I'm glad y'all are not God either. <laughs> Aren't you? Yeah, I'm glad that we're not God. So, so let's just stop trying to figure God out. Let's just stop trying to be God and t- stop trying to figure Him out and just learn to live in His time. He's going to come through in your time. You're going to find that mate. You know, God's going to do something in your marriage. God's going to provide a home for you. God's going to provide a job for you. God's going to provide in His time, and He knows the right time, just right in the nick of time, when you're saying, Oh, God, we're going to starve to death. God says, Bam, there's a job. Oh, God, we're going to move into homeless shelter. Bam, there's a house. Just in the nick of time, God's going to come through in your health situation. There's a doctor that's going to understand. Just in the nick of time, and that's gonna—it's gonna be sufficient for you. It's gonna be sufficient for your need. It's gonna be right on time, and it's gonna surprise you. But God's gonna do it. So how do I wait? I believe we need to learn to wait well. You know, we need to learn to do this well, and not wait, not and and, and not become impatient, and and, and instead of just waiting on God instead of becoming impatient or nervous or frustrated or bummed out or miserable we can follow the biblical example the book of psalms on how to wait on God first we need to wait patiently rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him have at it okay wait patiently next we need to learn to wait quietly the bible says my soul waits in silence for God only You know, when we get in these jams and these tough spots and we're waiting on God, we want to go, yuck, 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 and we want to talk to everybody about it and go there and get their opinion, get their thoughts. You know, and God says, just learn to wait quietly. Just quiet ourselves. It's hard for us. It's hard for me. I should go out there and preach this way. You see, and we also need to wait trustingly. The Bible says, do not fret, and expectantly. I mean, when we're waiting, are we expecting Or we said, oh, God, I'm in this terrible situation, and I'm going to die, my family's going to die. And God said, wait trustingly and expecting God to come through. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord, if you're going to read that, in the land of the living, not when we get to heaven. It says in the land of the living. Waiting requires that we wait steadfastly and courageously. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. And finally, we need to wait by standing on the promises of God's words. God's word. I wait for the Lord, and his word do I hold. So how can I apply all this to my life? When you're in that situation of waiting, try to pull out these notes or just remember what we talked about. And maybe you're, that's exactly where you're at today. You're waiting on God. And you're in a season of life right now that's confusing and you don't understand. You're kind of waiting on God. I don't know what it is. Only you and God know it. And God comes at certain times during those seasons and he speaks to you and he comforts you and he provides for you and he surprises you about certain issues. You see, I'm... And I'm telling you today, when God speaks to you, no matter what season you may be in, you need not only listen, you need to respond because God comes for a season. So maybe today you know that God is trying to speak some truth into your life. And whatever God speaks to you about, just do it. Maybe today is the day of your salvation. Maybe you've been teetering on this thing of of, of having a personal relationship with Christ and, you know, you've just been... Kind of putting it off, waiting till you get better, or you know, waiting till you could be a better person or clean up your act or get some fun in or something. And maybe today is your day of salvation. And God's calling you to acknowledge Jesus as your Savior today. Whatever God is asking you to do, just do it. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence here this morning. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for your timing. We thank you, Lord that you are sufficient for us, Lord, for our needs. And you come just in the nick of time. And Lord, I'm just believing maybe, Lord, because this wasn't my direction for this sermon, this was your direction, that maybe right in the nick of time, this message came right in the nick of time for someone. So God, I pray that as we close out our time together and we worship together, that your Holy Spirit would move over this place. And God, that you would do something in our lives that you have never done before. And we'll realize today at a deeper level than what we see that, God, you are present, that, God, you are working, that you are all-powerful, you're all-knowing, and you are an ever-present God. And God, even though we don't understand your ways, we're going to trust you anyway. Maybe you're here today and... This is a day of your salvation. I mean, this is your day. Your heart's going boom, 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 boom. Or you just know that you know. You pray this prayer with me. And on the authority of God's word, the Bible says that we confess in our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. The Bible says we shall be saved. So pray this prayer with me if you would. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it in your heart. But just pray it sincerely and with faith. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. And then you pray, I believe that you died on the cross so that I could be forgiven of all of my sins. Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. Forgive me. And right now, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. To be my Savior. And then you thank Him. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. And thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. Now, the Bible says that we need to make public testimony to the fact that we've received Christ. Now, when I was got saved, I came to an altar. And I knelt down and prayed because I wanted to do it publicly. I wanted God to know I'm serious. serious. But right now, with all of our heads bowed and only Gay and I looking around, we're going to be public for you today, okay? But somewhere you've got to tell somebody. But today, if you prayed that prayer with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, and you believe that Jesus has forgiven you of your sins and that he's your Savior right now, would you just slip up your hand? Anybody like that? Yep, all over this auditorium. God bless you. God bless you. God sees your hands. He knows your heart. You've made witness to that. Anybody else? One more time. that just need to make witness. I see your hand in the back. Anyone else? Yes, I see your hand, sir. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done here this morning. Lord, I just pray that right now, as we stand to worship together, that your Holy Spirit would move in our hearts. Could we all stand together and worship together? And we're going to finish right out, right after we worship. You know, I just want to invite you to you'd like to come and pray and you're waiting on god this is an awesome song and if you're waiting on god and you just want to come and pray and just let god know that you trust him and you're waiting on his timing or if you just need to come and pray about a situation this place you can always come and pray at okay you don't have to but it's a good place to pray so as we worship could we worship sincerely Could we just hang steady for a moment as we worship together thank you